Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove, and today I'd like to talk about Kundalini phenomena. You know, my old friend Lee Sinella was an ophthalmologist. He also practiced some psychiatry, as I recall. And he wrote a book that came out decades ago called Kundalini, colon, Psychosis or Transcendence. And he pointed out that the symptoms typically associated with what we now think of as Kundalini phenomenon were often misdiagnosed, in his opinion, as psychotic symptoms. And the idea is that at the base chakra, the um, Muladhara chakra, there's co a coiled serpent energy. And sometimes that coiled serpent energy is also equated with the goddess Shakti. So the goddess rises within us, this incredible, potent, divine energy capable of doing many, many things in the world. But sometimes it gets blocked. And when it gets blocked, there are uh, symptoms that people experience. The uh, energy uh, running up and down the body, for example, uh, and a whole host of strange symptoms. Now, it could be that this phenomenology is the beginning of very important spiritual psychic breakthrough, but uh, the psychiatry profession has no recognition of it. In my own case, I've had oh three or four what I believe to be relatively mild and benign kundalini experiences. And in my life, they always seem to prompt me to explore psychic and spiritual dimensions. For example, when I was in the fifth grade, as I recall, one of my classmates in school, Lee Rosenthal, decided to present a book report on a book he had just been reading, a popular book from the 1950s, The Search for Bridie Murphy. And he got up in front of the class and he said, you know, this book is... Um, suggesting that we've lived before, that we have previous lives. And when he mentioned that idea, I could feel this like tingling sensation running up and down my spine. And I was thinking, wow, previous lives. Woo. And the next time I had such an experience, I was already in college. I was a college student attending a summer school program at the University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee, and I was studying playwriting, as a matter of fact. A famous playwright, uh, Barry Stavis, was uh, teaching the course as a guest professor, and I was one day sitting in the cafeteria there at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee campus, and some fellow came in the door, began passing out flyers, and I picked up a flyer. It said spiritual science. Just those two words. I hadn't seen them juxtaposed that way before. And once again, tingling running up and down my spine, like in a positive way. And I made a point. I attended the lecture that time and got involved. I uh, became very friendly with the people from that organization. It was the Anthroposophical Society in America, a, a spiritual organization founded by the great Austrian psychic Rudolf Steiner. 
uh, I don't always get involved just because I've had a Kundalini experience. Another one very powerful occurred to me after attending a session with Guru Mai, who was the head of a Kashmir Shaivism yoga organization founded by Swami Muktananda. Guru Mai is, I guess most people would say, the successor to Swami Muktananda. And she channels what she calls Shaktipat, energy of Shakti, taps you on the forehead. And it was a nice ceremony. And frankly, I didn't experience anything special at all that day. And my wife, who was with me, mentioned, gee, she wears nice hats. But that night, or a few nights later, I'm not exactly sure, I had a dream in which Guru Mai came to me and tapped me on the forehead right in the third eye. And that time, I felt electricity like you had taken 110 volts and plugged it right into my forehead, and that was running up and down my spine. Very intense, very powerful. It reminded me that I've had that experience one or two additional times in a dream. But I can say, in that instance, it was enough for me. I never felt any further attraction to become involved in that organization. On the other hand, I mentioned Dr. Lee Sinella earlier, the author of Kundalini Psychosis or Transcendence, and he became a devotee of a guru. Franklin Jones, later known as Bubba Free John, later known as Da Lovananda, and many other names, was a guru in the same tradition as Muktananda and, and Guru Mai in the sense that um, he strongly maintained that spiritual transmission comes from a master, an enlightened being, and that's why you need to have gurus. Now, that's not my philosophy, but it's theirs. I, I have often felt that the best way to think of a guru is, gee, you are you. And I've never really uh, joined any organization with, with a guru. It's just not for me. <laughs> you could say I'm a secular spiritual person. But in any case, Lee Sinella was a student of Kundalini. I have every reason to think, although he's been gone now for a long time, that his attraction to that particular organization, the Dawn Horse Communion, I believe it was called, was because of the idea of a kundalini transmission. It's something to be aware of, and that is I'm speaking to you as a scholar, a parapsychologist, a seeker, an experiencer, but not as a kundalini master. I suspect that there are those who have vast knowledge <laughs> beyond my own. For example, my wife began having a kundalini experience. Uh, it started spontaneously, and, and it was bothersome to her. She wanted to turn it off. It, was, it got to the point where it was unpleasant. I've never had that. Mine have all been pleasant. But we found an ashram, the... Uh, Patanjali Kundalini Care Ashram in Knoxville, Tennessee. And she went there, and the guru was there at the time, an 80-year-old Swami from India. And he talked to her and explained to her that the Shakti energy, the goddess, was stuck in a little knot in one of the channels through which the energy flowed in her body. And he, within like 24 hours, he released it. It was gone, never came back again. And... 
although Janelle <laughs> has not become a devotee of that particular path, she was very grateful for what they did to her and for her. So, how does this have any impact on you? What's the significance for you here? You can probably answer that question already better than I could pose an additional question. Perhaps you've been having kundalini experiences and knew that you were, or perhaps you've been having them and they were treated or diagnosed as something else, or perhaps you never had them and would like to. Uh, Gopi Krishna has written a book about kundalini experiences in which he claims that it is what underlies all great genius is the activation of kundalini. So, perhaps it is something to be greatly desired, although we don't know what suffering some of these geniuses have gone through. Or perhaps you simply know people who are going through this and you could be a support person for them. Whatever it is for you, it's worth, you know, giving some thought. Figure it out. Where do you stand with regard to Kundalini? You might think it's all nonsense. But then again, I've, uh, I hope you'll pay some attention, if you haven't, to the uh, recent In Presence video I've made on nonsense. In any case, thank you for being with me.